This is a podcast from Minute Media. In the fall each year we all congregate The bounce all gathered at the church of Pilgrim The scriptures reading from the book of Munson Our favorite verse, my God, a freshman German can obnoxious, what you'll face Ain't nothing finer in the land Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday in that thing Welcome to the Saturday in Athens podcast. We're a Georgia Bulldogs show by dogs fans for dogs fans. I'm your host, Herschel Gurley. My co-host, Boss Dog, will hopefully be joining us shortly. And we are uh, fired up today to be joined by Ashley Shamady. Ashley is the on-air host and sideline reporter for the Charlotte Hornets and an entertainment correspondent for CMT. And probably most important, Ashley, you are a 2014 (laughs) grad of the greatest university on the planet, the University of Georgia. Thanks so much for hanging out with us and welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. I am so excited. I'm not going to lie during basketball season. I mean, I get asked to talk about the Hornets sometimes and I love it, but rarely do I get asked to talk about my Georgia Bulldogs. And especially this year, it's all I want to talk about. So I am so honored and excited to be on the show. (laughs) Yeah. So what a year it's been, right? And they start the year off in your town in Charlotte. Did you get to go to the Dukes Mayo kickoff classic Uh, when they played Clemson or were you out of town? I was out of town, unfortunately, which was, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, man, I live in Charlotte. And the one time, like, you know, this is relevant and I can be there and I don't have to book a hotel or get an Airbnb or something. Of course I can't go, but it was definitely a fun game to watch. (laughs) So yeah, I love that part of it. (laughs) Yeah. So my brother lives in Charlotte. He lives in Huntersville. So it was great for us because we like got the same thing. We just kind of posted up at his place and had to worry about accommodations and stuff and we actually uh got an rv and tailgated in the lot across from the nascar hall of fame which was like perfect perfect spot for the game so it was incredible that's amazing i love that yeah and charlotte has changed a ton so he played baseball at uh at charlotte well now it's been many moons ago he and i are getting older now but uh, (laughs) um it's just crazy to see how much charlotte has has changed and i thought downtown really showed itself off during uh during the game, like it was vibrant and really cool. And they had game day at Bearden Park. And like, it was, it was awesome. So I, I mean, obviously I, I, well, not obviously, but I, I'm from the Atlanta area and, you know, Atlanta is great and everything, but I love Charlotte. I mean, it is one of my favorite places I've ever lived. The city is like a smaller kind of like cleaner version of Atlanta, which is really fun. Um, oh, yeah, I, I could see that. Like, yeah. It's like, feels like a big, big city just because, you know, we have an NFL team, we have an NBA team, we have everything you need. We even have a triple A team, uh, baseball team there too. So it's like, has everything you need, but I can bird around the whole city versus like in Atlanta, there's no way. So it's kind of, I don't know. I, I love it so much. And then you have the mountains, you have the beach, like the Carolinas are, it's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. Plus I feel like you pop right on 85. You can get down to Atlanta. Oh, you can get so to Athens easy. easy. It's great. So easy. It is incredible. I mean, getting to Athens, especially I have to keep going to get back to my, my family's house, but to just stop in Athens, it's, it's a no brainer. So fun season for the Hornets so far, eight and seven, yeah. third in the Southeast coming off a big win over the Warriors. What, what, what has the season been like so far? And, and do you feel like it's going to be some exciting things upcoming as the season progresses? 
It has been so much fun. I mean, we started out the year really hot, won some games. We were like four and one, I think, to start. And then we went on this West Coast road trip. And that one was tough. We lost five straight. Um, but then when we came back, we just have this homestand. It's like a four-game homestand. And we have been – man, I mean, the Warriors win, obviously the biggest win thus far this year. Um, yeah. And it was at home, and it was in front of our fans, and it was just – it was so exciting. And the game before that, we beat the Knicks. And for some reason with the Knicks, there's always – just as much just as many Knicks fans as there are Hornets fans there's just so many Knicks <laughs> fans like all over it doesn't matter what arena you go to there will always be Knicks fans there for some reason so of course there were a ton of Knicks people in the building so being able to beat them <laughs> was even more fun just because we were we got to shush some people in the crowd which was nice but they have just been so much fun to watch and the most exciting part is you just never know who's going to have the hot hand that night uh like terry rogier kind of has had some up and downs thus far this year and then you know he had zero points at the half against the warriors and then he's our he's the reason we won the game um against golden state so it's like you just i i'm sure it's tough for defenses just to figure out who to cover and and how to defend because you just don't know who's going to go off that night which makes it really exciting and of course, Lamella Ball coming to the city um, definitely has created a lot of media attention and um, it's brought attention to our play by play guy who is, you know, I work with him every single day, Eric Collins. He's become basically famous just from his calls every game. So and then working with Del Curry, it's it's just a dream team. I couldn't I couldn't ask for more. So they've been incredible this year to watch. <laughs> All right, I want to hit you with a couple questions as it pertains to covering an NBA team because I'm always interested in this and, and mostly jealous of, of the lifestyle. All right, favorite road town to visit? This is so hard because there are a couple. Um, I, it's hard for me to pick because it's like, it's iconic when you go to New York because you're an MSG and it's just like right. an iconic place to play. But then when we go to DC, I love, we stay in Georgetown right there, which is so convenient. It's so fun to just kind of explore that area. Um, and it's really pretty. And then of course, like the West coast trips, when we go to LA, like the stars come out there and then San Francisco, I just like it. I like the weather there. It's always fun. Although California is just so expensive. And then, so just a couple of my favorites will probably be, I like Phoenix a lot and Salt Lake city just because of the views, honestly. And then Salt Lake's beautiful. Oh, it's so pretty. It's so, so pretty. Oh, and it's fun when we go to Toronto because, you know, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's fun going there too. Um, I think those would be probably some of my favorites. Just oh, and and then like Boston is really cool. Gosh, there there are definitely some some ones that I always circle and, and enjoy going to for sure. Uh, those are probably just my top ones. Which city that doesn't have an NBA team do you wish did so you could visit there? I feel like I know Memphis obviously has their team, but it'd be cool if I, I've been to Nashville a bunch, but it would be really cool if they had one, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if the team was in Nashville, just because Nashville's really fun. So in terms of that, I haven't visited, I mean, Las Vegas, that'd be cool. Yeah. You know, I really think they're trying to make as many inroads as possible to to professional sports franchises. And obviously the hiccup before was always none of the professional leagues wanted to be anywhere close with a 10 foot pole to gambling. Right. Right. Well, right. That's all changing now. And I think it because is, yeah. of that, Vegas is becoming more of a player as it pertains to hosting a, a pro franchise. I think it mm-hmm. would be a great spot 
for a pro mm-hmm. basketball team. Also, I love the Nashville choice because uh, uh, Nashville just what an A plus town. I mean, oh, top yeah. five, top five city in America for sure. So that's cool. Well, yeah, I'm always interested in that because you get to travel a lot and see a lot of places, and and all yeah. those are good ones. Toronto, I haven't been job. to, and I've heard is really nice and really clean and like great food. Yes, yes, it's like you feel you're like okay, I, I'm in Canada. Like you just feel like you're in you know. A, a different part of the world. I know it's just coming across the border, but you just, I don't know it, it. And you have to go through customs. It's like a different traveling system when we go to Canada. And of course you have to have your passport and everything, but there's, yeah, the food there and like the brands there. And like when you go to the grocery store, some of the things are different and it's, it's definitely fun. It's just, it's just something that, you know, I, most people probably like, I w- probably wouldn't book a trip to Toronto if it weren't for being in this job. Um, so I'm really grateful for that for sure. So I want to hear a little bit about your path to Georgia. Was that kind of the main college that you were focused on going to out of high school? Or were you looking at a couple of different places? Like, like what led you to Athens for, for college? It was definitely my top choice. Um, first, just being from, I, I went to high school in Marietta. I went to Cal okay. High School, so it was kind of up the road for me. But then the journalism school, one of the best, if not the best in the country, And that obviously was very enticing for me. And then just the entire atmosphere. I mean, you have an SEC school in your backyard, not to mention the Hope Scholarship, which was huge on my list. And so I, I mean, those reasons alone, I was like, this is my number one place. I applied to some backup schools. um, But once I got into Georgia, I was no more applying needed. (laughs) So that's where I've always wanted to go. Yeah. So you, you went there and, and, and did your studies at Grady, which we've had a bunch of guests that, that, uh, spent time at Grady and man, it's just been so impressive. Like so many, uh, awesome stories that come out of Grady. Did you like news source and everything while you were there too? Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. And it was, it, it can, I mean, I just need to brag on it for a minute because <laughs> my very first job out of college was as a weekend sports anchor in Meridian, Mississippi, which is literally a truck stop town. It's tiny. It was the best first job I could have ever asked for though. I mean, I made no money. I worked all the time and I got to anchor five nights a week right out of college. I mean, it was like, if you follow at all, um, kind of markets for TV, for journalism, there's like 200 markets, one, you know, top five being like New York, LA, you know, Atlanta and everything. And then Meridian was literally like 190 out of 200. So it just goes, hey, like, it wasn't last. <laughs> it wasn't last. I think some random city in maybe like Nebraska was last at the time. So yes, basically very small town, but I mean, I made, and I got the job. I heard, I found out about the job through another guy who had graduated from Georgia and was a news anchor there. So literally UGA gave me my first job in so many ways. And then once I got there, my duties and everything I did as like the, the weekend sports anchor was basically what I was doing in news source my senior year. So they prepared me so much for the quote real world, because I just felt like it was such an easy transition. And nowadays when I get, you know, students asking how I got into this business and everything like that. And I tell them I started in local news and, you know, some seniors haven't even touched a camera or touched an editing software or anything like that. And it's just like, man, UGA really has its, you know, what together. <laughs> I'll just yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's so I, grateful. I, 
Yeah. I'm so glad you share that because we, we have, we've had, um, you know, we had Olivia Harlan Decker on with us. We had mm-hmm. Taylor Brashadi on with us and they both shared stories similar to that of how Grady and news source really give you an opportunity to get your reps in and like mm-hmm. get yourself exactly. prepared for when it's time for the lights to be on. Right. Exactly. And so, yeah, I, I just love hearing that because of all the stories that we've heard, we're just huge fans and proponents of Grady and, and love hearing people tell, tell their stories of being there. So I'm so glad you brought up the Mississippi piece because I want to talk to you about this for a couple reasons. <laughs> one, because obviously one of the studs on uh, Georgia's defense this year is N'Kobe Dean, who hails from yeah. Mississippi. And yes. N'Kobe's favorite meal is catfish and spaghetti. So A, okay. I want to know if you had catfish and spaghetti while you're in Mississippi. And B, were, were, if you haven't, would you be opposed to having it? Because I will tell you, full disclosure, we made it for Sunday supper one night and I wow. really liked it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's okay. Yes. Nicobe Dean, I think he's from like Horn Lake, Mississippi or something That's like right. that. That's um, right. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yes. And I personally, okay, wait. I take that back. I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, wait, have I had those two together? Like catfish on top of spaghetti, but we did, I did go to some, um, it was some dinner with maybe my coworkers or something. And it was a side of spaghetti along catfish. And I mm-hmm. was flabbergasted and I just, I had <laughs> no idea. I'm like, wait, spaghetti is the side course. They're like, yeah, catfish is your main course. And you have spaghetti on the side. And I I'm like, do you, you take a small bite of catfish and then put some noodles on top and call it a day or what? (laughs) Like I could, I I mean, I couldn't believe it. There are definitely some interesting food choices, um, that I came across, but I mean, great food and, and the home cooking. I mean, some of the football games I covered like high school football games where they would shut down the town, you know, for a Meridian high school football game. Um, everyone would just be tailgating and cooking and the food was incredible. And it was like part of my job to go do live shots at all these different tailgates. So I got to experience a ton of Mississippi cuisine and yes, I do know what catfish and spaghetti is, but am I going to cook it by myself? Probably not. I don't, I don't know if I think those <laughs> two really go together, but I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So he, he did an interview while well, the defensive interview with Kirk Herb street this year on game day. And uh, all the defensive players were giving him grief about it and saying, like, you know, they don't go together, man. Like, it's catfish and grits, like, not catfish and spaghetti. He's like, no, y'all, this is, like, this is real. So I told my wife, I said, look, I need you to bear with me on this. I'm going to do something kind of interesting for Sunday supper tonight. So I fried up some catfish, made a homemade gravy and some angel hair noodles, and we had ourselves a supper. It was all right. (laughs) You liked it? You enjoyed it? I mean, this is is what I've told everybody. I like catfish. I like spaghetti. Uh, if yeah. they're on the same, if they're on the same plate, doesn't bother me one bit. So for sure. was, I'll eat them yeah, both. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah, it was, it was good. It was not something I would have thought to do of my own volition, but no, I do never. it again. <laughs> and, and one other, one other food that I just thought about, which was brought to a Thanksgiving, which I don't know if it's just a Mississippi thing, but I have never seen it anywhere else was a pear cut in half and they diced out a little bit of the center of the pear and did this mayo cheese concoction, like mayo and shredded cheese, put it inside the whole of the pear and put like a, a cherry on top. <laughs> and it was like a delicacy in this guy's, he was our weatherman and it was a delicacy in their family. They eat it every Thanksgiving. And I'm like, Oh, and he's from a very small town in Mississippi too. So I don't know. I don't know about that one though. <laughs> that has the South written all over it. I'm so happy that you told that story. That is just a plus. 
Plus, it kind of gives me like the feels because it reminds me of my granny who every single fancy, quote unquote, fancy meal we had, she'd serve the jello salad. That was essentially not uh, much yeah. different than that. Like like a fruity flavor with a salty flavor, like just yeah, yeah. so interesting. Oh, that's great. That's great. So I, I'm the, the other reason I'm glad you brought the Mississippi piece is because you're obviously, you know, working for the Hornets now, getting to travel all over the country, like dream spot, right? But the thing that we're always interested in on our show is the climb to get there. Right. Mm -hmm. And you did that. Like you Mm -hmm. did the reps and chased the dream and did all the hard work that you had to, to get where you wanted to be. And so I'm just interested to hear about your journey with that and kind of what got you through the days where it felt like, I don't, I just don't know if I'm going to get where I want to go. And Mm -hmm. how do I, how do I keep going and doing this? Like, can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, for sure. So after graduating, I mean, like I said, Grady News Source UGA just provided me with so many skills that I, I used every single day in my first job and, and moving forward. So they were such an integral part for me getting my first job. And um, like I said, I, I, I spent, or I'm not sure if I said this, but I spent two years in Meridian um, covering Alabama, Ole Miss, Mississippi state. It was honestly such a great time. I actually spent four total years in Mississippi after Meridian. I went to Jackson and covered those teams, which at the time was when Dak Prescott was with Mississippi state. They were number one. When Chad Kelly was with Ole Miss, they were number one at one point. It was honestly such a great time to be in Mississippi and to cover sports. So I really appreciate all of that. Um, but that being said, it was incredibly difficult at times just because I really made no money. Um, I was away from my family. You know, it's not like I could go home for holidays. We think I was at the bottom of the totem pole. So if someone got holidays off, it was my sports director. Um, so it was definitely hard at times, but I just kept thinking about, you know, just stay focused. Um, kind of like tunnel vision is what I've always told people that I've had since I, since I was in college, because I just knew in my mind, the steps I needed to take to get to where I wanted to be. And I wasn't going to stop until I could get there. And for the longest time, it was really, since I was like 10 years old, I wanted to be a sideline reporter in the NBA. I've, I've just always, always wanted to do that. And so I just, just grinded and knew that this, these are the things I had to do. And as much as did I think my first job out of college, I would pack up and move to Meridian, Mississippi. I had no idea that was in the cards for me, but I'm incredibly thankful for it. And it, it did. It got me to where I am here because each stop along the way, you know, just meeting the contacts that you meet and, and being able to, I mean, use the camera and, and edit and shoot and, talk to people and tell people stories. It was one of my absolute favorite parts of local news and the job was just telling people stories of, you know, one of my favorites, a a kid in high school was basically homeless, but he was the star of the football team and would, uh, he was incredible. And I got to speak to him, tell a story, got a scholarship to college. And it was just stories like that, that just made you appreciate life and like everything that you have and, and what these kids are working for. And so really humbles you for sure. And then I I got the job with what was Fox sports South. Now it's Valley sports South, but I got that job honestly, because I knew how to edit and shoot my own stuff. They told me that was a big reason that they hired me in the first place. Um, it was more of an on-camera role, but they liked the fact that I could do all that just in case they were ever in a pickle. If they needed me to just shoot or edit something, I could. 
And so that was a huge reason. So I just think to myself, okay, well, getting those jobs in Mississippi and, and being a one man band, as we call it, where you shoot and edit your own stuff. And then you anchor it all led me to Fox Sports South, which eventually led me to the Hornets, which now, you know, is my job. So it just, it all, it all kind of fell into place and, and it was incredibly difficult and just being away from family and missing so many birthdays and events and weddings and holidays for so many years. But, um, and it's still kind of, you know, it obviously it is glamorous, the, what looks like from the outside, obviously traveling with the NBA team and staying in these nice hotels. And it is, it's definitely a glamorous lifestyle, but it is, you know, what people don't see and what they don't tell you is, is the exhaustion of it and, and still missing those holidays and weddings and yep. events and being away from yep. family. Like I can't take off ever during the season. Like you can't just miss a game. There's really no reason unless you're um, I, I mean, there's literally no reason to that you would be able to. So it's like, that's part of it that I think people don't really, don't really realize. Um, is all that you sacrifice to be in this job as well. And like I said, I would never trade it for the world. I love it so much. And I, I pinch myself thinking this is what I get to do every day. But um, I do like to kind of tell people that it, it's a sacrifice as well. And you just have to really want it. And you can absolutely do it. Anyone can go after whatever they want, but just got to have that that right mindset towards it. So kind of a long answer to your question. <laughs> so. No, I know. Well, first off, thank you for sharing that because that's beautiful. And second, the thing that, that struck me from that, I don't know if you consume any of, this is a weird place to get it, but he's one of my favorite, but Steve Harvey's like motivational stuff. But to your point, one of the things he always talks about is that if you are chasing down a dream or you have a big idea about where you want your life to go or what you want to be, that every step along your journey, whether you realize it or not, is preparing you for that big dream you've got in your head. And you've just mm-hmm. got to stay on task long enough to get mm-hmm. to that end point. And I think what happens is a lot of people veer off the road when they're actually on the road to get to where they want to go. And they're just not right. cognizant of it. Right. Like to your right. point, you're figuring out how to edit. You're figuring out how to do all these things that set you up for each next piece in that puzzle to get you where you're trying to go. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that's such a valuable takeaway. So I'm so thankful that you shared that because I think that's something that, that people can use. So yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so I want to ask you this because obviously you're traveling and you're engrossed with the NBA and, and covering the Hornets, but how much are you getting to consume the dogs and how much fun has it been watching them as this magical fall has unfolded? <laughs> so, you know, everybody or most people, I would say almost every player and our coaches, football fans as well. They all have their teams and all that jazz. And they know, they all know I'm from Georgia. So, you know, the Atlanta Braves winning the world series, uh, we were able to, we were off that day. So we got to go, you know, even, I think it was even the hotel bar and watch the game. Um, and everyone was very excited. There are actually a couple of Braves fans that are assistant coaches as well. So they were all very invested too, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so they all know that I'm from Georgia. So I love talking about the Georgia Bulldogs this year. And I take every opportunity I can because obviously <laughs> the year that they're having and, you know, they all welcome it too, because they're all excited for me. Um, but I, I don't get to physically watch every single game, but I'm, I mean, I'll watch the highlights the next day. I keep up with it on my phone. If we have a game that day, um, I'm just, I'm so, I'm just so excited because as I'm sure, you know, 
Georgia sports can sometimes be a little bit of a heartbreak. Uh, we've had our fair share of those with the multiple teams in our state. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <Got> that right. <laughs> yeah. So to be in this position and like every week we keep winning and to be undefeated and it just is looking good. And they, I mean, they look incredible every single week. It's like people talking about how the defense is suffocating these teams, which is 100% true. And it's like, it's just, it makes you feel proud. And I know there's so many Georgia fans and I know that me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking most people who graduated feel the same way, but I honestly feel like this sense of pride and just, I'm just so proud every weekend to say that I went to UGA and I'm a graduate of them and go dogs everywhere I can go. And I wear all my, you know, sweatshirt and my t-shirts and all that stuff. And cause I'm just so proud to be from there. And I know it's easy to say because we're doing so well this season, but like I said, Atlanta sports, we've had our fair share of heartbreak. So I'm soaking up every single minute of what we're doing this year. And I just believe in this team so much. Like it gives me chills just thinking about it because I truly think this is the year. I mean, especially since the Braves won the world series and, and I just think the curse, the Atlanta sports curse may be broken. So I'm very excited about it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple things to that, right? First off, you should never apologize for feeling that pride, especially given the fact if you're a if you're a dogs fan, I mean, even take out the full Georgia state of Georgia piece of it, right, which has been right. heartbreak all around. But if you're just a dogs fan, there's been so much heartbreak even in the last two decades or like, yep. I mean, what you, you were there, you were there 10 to 14, right? So like yep. you had the 12 SEC title game against Alabama with five yards yep. short and Chris Conley and the tip ball and like there's been. There. Yeah. And then like the game in 17 and the game in 18. And, you know, that's why for me, and I feel like for, for you and for all dogs fans, that's why in so many ways, this has, this season has been such a celebration, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're just getting kind of to live in the joy each week. It's one of the things we've talked about on our episodes throughout the season is like, let's not like wring hands about what could go better or what possibly could go wrong. But like week to week, this is obviously a special group. Like, let's just mm-hmm. live in the joy of it, right? Like, let's just enjoy exactly. this exactly. team and what they're doing week to week. And I think that's the other piece. What an easy team to love, right? Like, how oh. great are they? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You could I just mean, tell they're so invested in each other and, like, they're loving on each other and so hyped up when it, when one of their teammates does something good. And, I mean, wow, gosh, it's just been such a cool experience, I feel like, from start, start to now. I could not agree with you more. It's just... I do. I, I'm just trying to live in the moment each weekend because I mean, you never know what could happen. There were definitely some weekends where I'm like, this could be our first loss. Like who you don't know what's going to happen sometimes these in these college football games. So it's like just enjoying, <laughs> enjoying every, every win we can every weekend. And like you said, they are so much fun to watch and you can't help but love them because they do, they play for each other. You can tell that they're, they're in it to win it, but they're just in it to, to play the game the right way. And you know, I just respect Kirby Smart so much. I got the chance to actually interview him um, a couple weeks ago, or I guess a month or two ago now. And I felt oh, that's cool. Oh my gosh, it was so cool. It was actually for my CMT country music gig, which was so much fun. And my producer of the show is a Georgia grad. And so he is all about the dogs. And it was like, I mean, he was a kid in a candy shop. He was just in heaven. But yeah, oh, that's that was incredible. Really- really cool moment there. And I, I just fell in love with the whole thing even more after that. So yeah, we just, we're going to enjoy every second of this. That's for sure. 
All right, I got one more question for you, and then we're going to pick some games with you. But okay. you are back in Athens for one one day. What is the Ooh. one place that you have to go and eat? Mama's boy. Yes. Oh, this is a fantastic answer. See, I actually I knew we were going to get along. <laughs> oh my gosh, Mama's. Yes, that is that is just I oh, love it. I think about those biscuits, and I love their coffee honestly so much. But the biscuits and the jam, it's just it's just the best place. So. I will 100% go back there and get some mama's boy. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, that is our mandatory stop when we go, like if we're like, okay, okay we can't go say, anywhere else. You? We're, we're going to have to go there. Like I just, yeah. I love it there. Um, we pretty much order enough food for 10 and it's generally just me and <laughs> me and my brother. Most of the time, they're always like, how many people? And I'm like, no, it's just us. Don't worry. We're gonna have a little sampler platter for each of us. <laughs> I love that. So that's your, that's your number one spot too. Yeah. I love mama's boy. Just it's, it's one of the best. Um, I'll tell you just from like kind of a fun thing. Yeah. If I am going to be there for a couple days or we're celebrating something, we are 100% getting a cake from Cecilia's bake shop. Like Uh, it's about, Oh yeah. It's just the best. I love that. Very good. Very good choice. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's another one. And I was going to tell you too. So Ashley, my co-host, Boss has joined us, so he's oh, hanging nice. with us now. Boss, say hi. How's it going? Hey, boss. How are <laughs> he's you? Getting out, <laughs> he's, he's getting out of his meeting to come hang with us and make some picks. So wow! Oh man, this is the time. This so, is it. brother, I gotta tell you, I, I told Ashley I knew I knew she was gonna fit in just fine with us. I asked her what her one place she was gonna eat in Athens would be, and she said Mama's Boy. So she's oh. in with us. <laughs> yes, that's great. Oh man, I'm so glad we're all on the same page. That makes yeah. So, to- so it's funny. We do this. Uh, we do this thing with most of our interview guests. We won't do it with you today in the sake of time. But we usually do like a smart sixteen, where we do like these sixteen quick hitting questions in honor of Coach Smart. And oh, one of them is that question. And Mama's Boy has been hands down the most popular answer. Really? Okay. Oh yeah. I was. Yes. I was going to think maybe like one of the dinner spots downtown, or like even one of the bars. Maybe is a spot, so, but. Mom's Last boy. resort has been a popular one. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Okay. That's been a good one. And um I'm trying to think Chuck's Fish the House grill. we've gotten a couple times. Yeah, the grill's been one. Um I'm trying to think some of the other ones we've heard. Oh, we, uh which now they've renamed it. It's it's called something different, but it was Donna Chang's. Now it's called um oh, now it's about- called like Family Supper or something, but that's been another one. What about Polly's? Oh, so we had Wix Patton on and Wix was the first person to give Polly's. And I was really oh. surprised because well, uh, yeah. pa- Polly's is an awesome spot. Um, we always pop in there because that's one of our kind of that's our hangout street. When we go in for a game, we kind of hang there. I love to go to Horton's every game day just to buy like a cheap pair of sunglasses and some beads nice. for my daughter or something. Yeah. But so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We usually hit cutters and get us a, a Capri Sun in there or something. And then uh, yeah, hit, hit Polly's. So, yeah, that's cool. Well, um, all right. We're going to pick some games with you. Like I had, okay. had emailed with you, eight and two is now the number to beat. Arthur Lynch came oh. on last week and had himself a week. Um, I but that. Oh my God. I feel like I feel like you might have our first perfect week here, Ashley. So I got faith oh, in you. I don't know. I picked some, oh man, because I always like a good upset. I'm, I'm all about that. So these some of these might surprise you a little bit. <laughs> well, this is a good week for it because there's a lot of home favorites and road dogs. So it'd be a good week. So yeah, first and just the spread, the spread. Yeah. I, I, it really got me some of them. So, okay, go for it. 
Okay, first game of the week that we're going to pick here is Michigan State at Ohio State. Monster game. Mel Tucker, former Georgia defensive coordinator in the Spartans, heading to the horseshoe in Columbus. Ohio State is an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. Ashley, what are you feeling about that one? Who do you like there? Because of that alone, 18-and-a-half-point favorite, I'm going with Michigan State. I love Mel Tucker, and he has Michigan State playing so well. So I I went Michigan State. See, That's look at this, boss. She's already off on the right foot. She's she's going to be – I can just tell you where this is going to go on our side. Who you got in this, boss? I already know where you're picking. Yeah, you know I'm going Sparty. Everybody's looking at Ohio State last week and what they did to Purdue and expecting them to just dollywop the Spartans. And I, I think Sparty's got a good shot here. If their defense can hold up just to keep it interesting, you know, Walker's got enough there to, to keep them in the game and control the clock and – keep the ball away from that offense. I think Spartan's got a good shot here for the upset. Yes. I, I love Sparty against this spread. I mean, I love that number one, but I'm with you, dude. I think they could, they have a shot to win this game straight up. If things go right, if they kind of, the one thing that makes me a little nervous, their pass defense has gotten exposed the last couple of weeks, which surprises me a little bit because of coach Tuck. But I do think some of that is, They've had kind of a meat grinder of a year trying to work through everything, but I think they come out and play really good football, really motivated football. And yeah, I think it's going to be an awesome game for big noon kickoff, a great way to kick off the pre Thanksgiving uh, slate of games this weekend. So yes, we're all on Sparty. This is a hot start. I'm all about it. (laughs) Okay. Next one is surprise of the year wake forest going to death valley to play clemson mm-hmm. uh wake forest still got uh, a clear path to the acc championship game if they can take care of their own business so they are a road dog clemson is a three and a half point favorite at home uh clemson has been just fine on defense but is having a real hard time finding offense all year uh well, who do you like in this one ashley and just because of what you just said i'm going with wake forest because i mean clemson's offensive struggles they're very well documented. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes you're like, man, what, what's going on over in Cl- I, I'm a huge fan of Dabo. I got to interview him actually a couple of years ago too. And I'm a big fan of his, but yeah, they're having some issues there. So, and I think Wake Forest can score with the best of them. So I, I picked Wake. I love this. I love where this is headed. <laughs> All right, boss, where are you at? I, I like the Deacons. As good as Clemson's defense is, Wake Forest offense is just good enough to keep them on their heels. And let's face it, their defense has carried them all season. And DJ has not looked good. He still hasn't all season. (laughs) As much as I want the kid to succeed, it just doesn't look – something's off there. And I don't know what it is. And Hartman's looked great all year. So let's go with Wake Forest. I think they went outright. I'm with y'all. I've been on the Demon Deacons all year. I love what they do. I love teams that spin it and want to have it be wide open. And they have certainly been that. I mean, they are like a circus to watch each week on offense. It's just tricks everywhere. It's fantastic. Um, So, yeah, I'm picking Wake. And I I do. I think they're going to go into Death Valley and win straight up, which just seems funny coming out of my mouth. But I think that's going to happen. I really feel good about them. Sam Hartman's having a monster year. And they score like a point a minute. So it's going to be fun. Another fun noon kick. Okay, this is a really fun SEC game this weekend just because of everything that Coach Pittman's been doing with Pig Suey at Arkansas. They are heading to Tuscaloosa. Alabama is a 20-and-a-half point home favorite. Obviously, Alabama has kind of looked up and down. um, And Arkansas has been one of the 
surprises of the year and, and definitely the surprise of the SEC. So who do you like in that one, Ashley? Coach Pittman is one of my favorites, and I've only met him once uh, two months ago. But he is, man, he is just such a joy to be around, and I, I respect what he's doing. But I, I can't unless they're playing Georgia. I honestly can never bet against Nick Saban and the Tide. I just, I, even when the spread's involved, can't do it. So I got to go with Alabama. <laughs> that's that's good wisdom. She say she's not a rookie at all here, boss. Like that's. <laughs> That's pretty much the line Boston and I use once a week is, there yeah, this, num- this number scares me to death, but are we going to pick against Alabama? I know. I just, I can't. I can't do it. I'm going to go with my phone. I'm going to go with my philosophy that I did when they played LSU. Just something about this game doesn't feel right with me with the tide and Arkansas can score. And the tides defense has been kind of other than Will Anderson. It's just has been all over the place all year. Their secondary doesn't do much for me. I think Arkansas will score. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they cover. So I'm going to take Arkansas to cover. I think that it'll, I mean, maybe a backdoor cover, but I think they're going to cover. I think it'll be interesting in the first half. Tide pull away in the second half. Wait, wait. So you picking Bama to cover or Arkansas to cover? Arkansas to cover. But I think, I think, I I think the game's close in the first half. I think the tide will pull away in the second half to win, but I still think Arkansas will cover just because of Bama's secondary. I think just their secondary doesn't do much for me. I think Burks has a big game. You know, hopefully Jefferson, you know, can keep it together long enough, not make enough mistakes to keep it interesting in the first half. But I think Arkansas covers. I'm with you, boss. I think because of the number, and this was probably the hardest game on the docket for me, mm-hmm. just because of the number. If it was any lower, I think I'd take Alabama just because as, as magical a year as Arkansas has had and obviously huge win going into Death Valley last weekend and beating LSU, Alabama's a different animal. And Alabama in Tuscaloosa is a different animal. And I don't know. I, Arkansas seemed tired to me last weekend. And, you know, they've, they've had a really tough schedule at SEC West as a gauntlet for sure. And I just wonder how much gas they've got left in the tank. I don't know what to do with this. It's like a head and heart thing. <laughs> Um, I tell you, all right, I've picked them all year. I'm not going to stop this weekend. I'm taking pig suey. I love coach Pittman play that damn jukebox. That's where we're going this week. So I'm going with the Hawks. This one was probably way more interesting. A couple of weeks ago, SMU has lost two heartbreakers, but I do think this is going to be the biggest test for Cincinnati as they close out the year. Uh, they're going to the Queen City to play the Bearcats. Cincinnati is a 11 and a half point home favorite uh, over SMU. Who do you like in that one, Ashley? I am going with, and, and granted, I haven't watched a, a ton of either of these teams, but just from the what I know so far, I, I went with SMU because I think the pressure is going to get to Cincinnati. I know they've been on such a roll, but I, I just feel like a loss is going to happen. And Especially after, like you said, the heartbreaks for SMU. I, I just think this might be the week that Cincinnati gets a little heartbreak. So I went with SMU. <laughs> I love this. She's on she's on all the dogs and I am here for it. <laughs> Who you got, boss? <laughs> Give me SMU. I'm going with SMU as well. I don't like the way Cincinnati's looked the past couple of weeks. What, what was it? Two weeks ago they needed two goal line stands to be Tulsa. Wasn't that right? Yes. Was it Tulsa? Correct. I can't remember. Yeah. Yes. And then last week against South Florida, I mean, the score looked better than the game actually was. They just don't look, it's not that they don't look interested and the, it's like the media is trying to make an excuse for them almost. And the game, the announcer actually said that it's not in Luke Fickle's mentality to run up the score. 
you're playing South Florida. You should be able to run up the score without trying the way South Florida's looked this year. I'm sorry. I don't buy it. Something they just don't look as intense as they did in the beginning of the season. They really haven't looked as good since they beat Notre Dame. They've kind of looked almost like they were beaten up after that game. So I think SMU covers. I'm not sure they're going to win, but I think this is another game that Cincinnati is going to have to fight to pull out, you know, late. I'm with y'all. Give me the Pony Express. I'm here for it. Uh, I love Coach Dykes. You know, like I've said before, Tanner Mordecai, they got quarterback with one of my favorite names in all of college football. So I'm absolutely taking SMU in this. Uh, I don't know. I, I actually think they have a, an outside shot to just win straight up. Um, but given the number, I love them with this number. So, yeah, I'm with y'all. I'm taking SMU as well. Um, next game on the docket is real interesting just because this team has put my brain in a pretzel all year. But Nebraska is going to Madison to play Wisconsin. Everybody jump around. Uh, Wisconsin is a nine and a half point home favorite. They have kind of had quite the resurgence now. And uh, if I'm remembering right have still have a path to the big 10 title game. Am I right about that boss? Is that right? Can Wisconsin yes, get in do. from the West? Yeah. Yes, they can. Yeah. And uh, Nebraska has been playing good defense all year. Just can't seem to make a play when it matters. All is not right in Lincoln. Scott Frost had to have a meeting with Trev Alberts and the administration to figure out if he was going to move forward with his fifth year. A lot of stuff going on there, but um, who are you liking this one, Ashley? This was actually my hardest one. Um, I really couldn't, like, I've been going back and forth and I'm about to just throw a a wrench in it because I had Nebraska, but I think I'm switching to Wisconsin. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. This was so hard for me because obviously Nebraska has really nothing to lose and they could just cause chaos for Wisconsin. Um, Yeah. But I, man, I'm like, so back and forth, but I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm changing my answer. Wisconsin for this one. Final answer. Yes. <laughs> Who you got, boss? I don't I know, like I this know what pick, he's do. but I, I know what he's doing. I, I'm picking the Cornhuskers because I, 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 need games, I need to make up games on you. That's the only reason I'm picking them. So, <laughs> who's, your boy, who's your boy going to pick? You're going to pick Wisconsin. You pick them every That's week. No matter, That's correct. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter who they're playing. So. You, love, you pick them every week? <laughs> okay. So, boss, tell Ashley what my favorite town in all of America is outside of Athens, Georgia. Madison, Wisconsin. That's correct. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. I see. I see it now. I see why you. It is. Them. It is like my favorite college town. I think it's fantastic. Now, yeah. I'm not. I'm not encouraging anyone to go there in like January, but it is just <laughs> an electric college town. Like there really? is. There's a bar every like three inches. I mean, it is just. It's an awesome college town. Uh, it sits on the lake. Uh, Camp Randall's incredible. Like, I just think it's a really, really cool spot. I, it's one of my dream sports weekends to fly in on a Friday morning, go to Milwaukee and watch the Brewers, Brewers play, go to Madison, watch uh, Bucky and the Badgers play on Saturday, and then go to Lambeau either for a Sunday or Monday game, like dream sports weekend, just for all wow. the different experiences. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you have not been to Madison and done a sports weekend, Ashley, that needs to go on the list. You will I'm have a putting it ball. on my list right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've it's never fantastic. Even- Thought to do that. Okay. Love that. Plus fried cheese curds at every establishment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a yes. Okay. That's just a yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next game is the, um, well, this is one that is a little up in the air because boss, do you have any Intel on what Brandon Armstrong is going to be this weekend? Is he in or out? I, I have no, no inside information. I hope he plays, but it's, they're keeping it very close to the vest, which makes you think he's out. 
Yeah, that's what makes me nervous. Okay, so UVA going to Pitt, which is before last weekend, and, and UVA's loss had a lot of implications, still has a lot of implications as it pertains to the ACC title. Um, Pitt, obviously, rolling with Heisman Trophy contender Kenny Pickett. Uh, they are a 13.5-point favorite at home. A little bit of mystery about a UVA quarterback, and is he still leading passer in All-America, boss? Or did he I drop looked. that because he didn't play last week? He probably dropped, yeah. but I haven't looked. Still, the fact he's even in the top five is a miracle. Just yes, that, yes. that still blows my mind. Had a monster season. Brandon Armstrong may or may not play. Didn't get to play against Notre Dame last weekend, which made for an easy cover with the Irish. Um, but so that one makes this one a little bit dicey to pick, I think. Um, but who do you like in this one, Ashley? I'm a big fan of um, Kenny Pickett, so I, I immediately just want Pitt all the way. Um, I haven't watched too much UVA, but just for him alone, I, I feel like I couldn't bet against him. So Pitt's my choice. Who you got, boss? You know I want to pick UVA, but not knowing about Armstrong, I, I'm going to go Pitt. I think that if Armstrong plays, this, they may score 120 points between the two of them this weekend because yeah. neither one of these teams can play any defense at all. So, but without knowing him and it, you know, this being Tuesday, I'm going to go with Pitt. I, I, I reserve the right to change my answer if we find out Armstrong plays. So, but <laughs> just yeah. that, that's another one I want to I want to gain a game on you. But I, I think that I think that Pitt's going to win uh, either way if Armstrong plays. But if if Armstrong doesn't play, they're going to blow blow the doors off him. Yeah, Ashley. So one of Boss's darlings this year has been UVA because this Armstrong kid. They just fling it all over the yard, and the kids got just passing for like 400 <laughs> yards a week. And so he's been picking them while well, he, he goes all in on and pick them last week. And then right before game time, Brandon Armstrong uh, not going to play because he's got rib injury or whatever. And so Notre right. Dame covers, covers the spread, like within the first five minutes of the game. <laughs> oh my God. So all I, I do is I get, a, t- I get I a text from him and it just says, wish I'd known Armstrong wasn't going to play when I made that. pick." <laughs> <laughs> well, you get the right, you, you definitely reserve the right to change. If, uh, if news comes out on him. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think because they're at home and Kenny Pickett is still firmly in the Heisman race. I, I like Pitt in this one as well. And plus, they are they got their hat in the ring for an appearance in the AC title game, too. So I think there's a lot on the line for them. Coach Narduzzi has them playing good football. And anytime they're playing a game in the Steel City, I think they, they look better, even though Miami did go up there and snatch one from them. But yeah, I'm going with Pitt, too. Okay, this is the one where we all probably have the least amount of empirical evidence, but given the fact that, well, two things. Number one, that UTSA is undefeated this year, and probably more importantly, that their mascot is the Roadrunners. Meet me. Um, (laughs) I feel like we had to have them on the list at least one time this year. So um, UAB and the Blazers, who came into Athens this year and took their whooping, uh, are going to UTSA, and UTSA is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite to keep their record unblemished. Who do you like in this one, Ashley? This is the one I'm going to be honest. Don't really know much about either one of these teams. I was when I when you guys sent me the list, I was like, oh, <laughs> I wasn't sure what to do about this game. <laughs> so I just went with UTSA just because, like you said, uh, their record and and um, UAB got yeah the break speed off them. So um, I went with UTSA. Uh, I'm assuming you guys did the same. Or <laughs> I love that pick. Who you got, okay. boss? I'm going with UAB for the oh simple reason that, that I know that you're picking UTSA. So. I knew it. <laughs> and Wait, also, I was going to ask, have you guys ever had a perfect weekend yet? Or We have no? not. We've not, not had a perfect yet? week. We have we to both... figure out something. It's actually a great point. I think we're going to institute this policy now because if you get a perfect week, you have to get something in addition to the, the 10 pounds of red. Like you've got to get something. So maybe we need to offer like, 
you know, um, gift card to winning pickers, favorite establishment in Athens or something like some yeah. enticement. Like there has to be, I mean, cause that's, if you go 10 and oh, that is, that's something. Right. Uh, incredible. <laughs> All right. Well, you're right, boss. I'm absolutely taking the Roadrunners. If you think there is a world where there's an undefeated team whose mascot is the Roadrunner and I'm not taking them, then you don't know me at all, brother. So I'm so happy that you prognosticated I would take them. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm I'm rolling with them too. I think it's a I think it's a great story. I I love the head coach there. He just signed an extension, um, and obviously he could leave, but he seems very invested in there. I saw a couple behind the scenes kind of all access stories on what they got going on there. It just seems like a good culture and a guy that you want to play for. So yeah, I'm getting on that bandwagon for sure. Uh, okay, this is a fun one too. Baylor coming off a monster win last weekend over Oklahoma in Waco, going to the Little Apple to play K State in Manhattan. My sister in law's alma mater, Ema, go Wildcats. Um, mm-hmm. K State always a tough draw. Uh, Manhattan's always a tough place to play. Um, this is essentially a coin flip pick 'em. Baylor's a half point favorite, so we're essentially just picking winners here. So, who are you liking this one, Ashley? I went with Baylor just for the pure fact that they're coming off that hot win over Oklahoma, and I just feel like they're going to have the momentum um, on their side. So that was kind of my reasoning behind it. The bears have been a Saturday in Athens podcast favorite this year. So I think I know where <laughs> boss is going to go with this, but who you got brother? Yeah, I'm going with the bears. I love what Arand is doing there. I really hope that unless he gets offered the LSU job, I hope he stays. I hope he doesn't leave to, to take another job. Cause I really think that he has a shot to do what Matt Campbell's doing at Iowa state and really build that program back up to what it was before the Bryles fiasco. I, I really hope that he stays because I love what he's doing there. So I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the Bears. I'm with y'all. I'm taking Baylor too. I think they're having a great year. I think Aranda is, is building something nice there. I'm with you. I think he's a good fit there. Uh, I, I, LSU obviously makes a ton of sense because of his connections there and everything. But I think he's a great fit in Waco. Um, they got beautiful facilities there. I mean, they have good, good history there now. I mean, the past decade, they've been very relevant in Big 12 football. So I don't think it's, it's a big road to hoe to recruit kids to come there and play like it used to be. Um, so yeah, I, I like the bears to go into to Manhattan and, and get a win on the wildcats. So sorry, Char, that's my sister-in-law. <laughs> sorry, CJ. I'm, sorry, I'm, taking, Char. I'm, I'm taking the bears. Um, okay. Oregon going to, going to Utah. Utah is a two and a half point home favorite. Oregon currently in the CFP top four fighting for their playoff life. Uh, they've looked eh, okay. Uh, obviously hanging their hat on the Ohio state win, but, uh, who are you liking this one, Ashley? I went Oregon. Um, didn't have too much of a reason. I just, I, I feel, have gut feeling and I'm going with it. So I, I think Oregon, uh, plus two and a half. I like it. Who you got boss? Oregon always has that one game late in the year that you're just like, what, what happened? <laughs> and you were hoping that it was the Stanford game this year, but yeah. it's at, it's at Utah Utah all it has just seems like every year there's just something that happens to them that's tragic and they just have to fight through it. And they've been playing pretty decent. That the record doesn't really show it. I, I they're at home. It's gonna be, you know, probably two degrees at kickoff. I think Utah wins straight up. Uh, I'm going with the Utes. Oh man, I, I'm super conflicted on this. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know who either one of these teams is. And you know how I am. I'm a field picker, so I hate this feeling. I just don't have a gut one way or the other about about where this goes. I think you bring up a lot of great points, boss. I think, you know, Utah's a tough place to play. Boy, they've had a lot to deal with this year. Obviously, they're probably real gelled as a unit. 
I just don't know kind of what their identity is. I think Oregon is figuring out how to win. I think that was the lesson for them in that Stanford game. I mean, obviously they didn't look great against Washington state last weekend, but they covered, um, I don't know. I, I'm going to stay with the ducks. I, I think they're fighting for something and they got everybody in the PAC 12 rooting for them because <laughs> they're their oh, only yeah. shot to get in the playoffs. I so yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Oregon too. Okay. Last game of the day, kind of a tough one to pick. I actually had to, um, <laughs> I had to work a couple different articles to figure out what an appropriate spread number would be. Uh, Georgia has been so good against the spread this year and Charleston Southern's obviously an FCS team. So Vegas hasn't even set an official line on the game yet because oh, wow. I think they're just scared. Everybody and their mama's going to pick Georgia and make money on it. Um, yeah. So what I did was the Alabama game, the Alabama spread against New Mexico state last weekend was 50 and a half. So, I set a spread Saturday in Athens, Inc. Set a spread Saturday in Athens booking set a spread at <laughs> 54 and a half. So if the dogs win by 55, I feel like that's, that's a still a pretty massive win even against that's an FCS huge. opponent. Yeah. So that's where we're going dogs to cover yeah. 54 and a half against the poor Buccaneers from here in my, in my town of, of Charleston. Like, Man, I wish we weren't. I wish we weren't doing the spread on this one because it's like that is a massive win. Not that everyone can do it, but it's like even with the spread, I just I can't. It, the words can't come out of my out of my mouth to pick the other team. Like I just can't physically do it. So I have to go with the dogs and just believe that they're not going to go soft at all. Even though it's it's uh even though it's Charleston Southern. So I'm going UGA. <laughs> Well, if nothing in the last hour hadn't already sealed your fate <laughs> as having a perpetual invite, that explanation seals it right there. Because that yeah. is that is me and Boss's <laughs> MO the entire season. Don't really care what the number is, taking the dogs. Yeah. Yep, exactly. As <laughs> this will be a, as that may be. <laughs> this will be a one hundred percent three for three pick, even at that number, I think. Um, yeah. I, this is the cool thing though that we should talk about. It is it's UGA senior day. So um, chance to honor the seniors this weekend. So if you're getting an opportunity to go to the game this weekend, please go and be there early and honor those guys and, and let their families breathe in and, and feel how much Dog Nation loves these guys and all they've given to the program and, and given to Athens. So definitely take advantage of that. And also, too, you know, make sure and celebrate the guys who probably won't be back, right? So draft mm -hmm. eligible, eligible juniors, maybe guys that have the COVID bonus year that are going to leave because they're going to get a shot in the NFL. So I, let's at least take advantage of that this weekend as dogs fans to celebrate all these guys and what they've contributed to the program and love on them, especially since we didn't get the opportunity to do that last year with the, uh, with the Vandy cancellation. Um, so no senior day last year. So let's be loud enough and joyful enough to celebrate like we're having two this year. So I think that's something to kind of harp on with this as well. So well, that's it. Sounds like a 10 and 0 week wow. to me, actually. Plus, if you go 10 and 0, I'm having a real good week. <laughs> I mean, just like go ahead. I'll send you my address to ship the winning belt to. No that's big right. deal. <laughs> I love the conference. <laughs> yes. No, this oh, is I fun. Love that. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. We know you are super busy, so we really appreciate you being so gracious with your with your afternoon and talking some dogs with us. And yeah, I think you're I think you're headed. Arthur ought to be worried, man. He ought to be worried about oh, this weekend. Man. I, love I think it. it's coming. All right. Well, yeah. hey, before you go, tell everybody how they can support you. Where can they follow you on social? What can they do um, to support you in every way they can since you are a DGD? 
So I, I think I'm, I'm most active on Instagram and, um, I think my handle is Ashley and Shamedy. I should know for sure, but, um, <laughs> Ashley N and then Shamedy. And then I, on Twitter, like I literally just post Hornets and UGA, um, in the mix at times, but during basketball season, it's really just, uh, it's really just Hornets. So if you're interested at all, go on and give me a follow there and, um, keep up with the Hornets as well. But all in all, always go dogs all the way forever. <laughs> so. All right. Well, we will, we will be sure to, we'll put all your handles in the show notes. So guys make oh, sure thanks. and follow <laughs> Ashley. If you listen to this episode and don't realize that she's just all capital letters. Awesome. Then I don't really know what to tell you. So, um, definitely support her and you know, she's a dog too. So she's got all the things going for her. and yeah, thank you again, Ash. You're welcome back anytime. And as we always close the show, go dogs. Oh yes. Thank you guys so much again. Love what you're doing. A whole podcast centered around UGA. Like I'm here for it all the time. So I would love to be back, but thank you so much again and uh, go dogs. Hey, George is better now.